Now introducing the best podcast on the planet. This is Trash Talk. Here's your host, Alex Acosta. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Trash Talk with your host, Alexander Costa. And today I have, again, a very special guest. He was on before. My good friend, very talented, very good producer. Fashion is back with us. Fashion, how you doing? How's everything? I'm doing good, man. It's a little not nice outside, but it's nice in the room. It is nice in the room. It's nice and hot in the room while it's freezing up in Albany right now. But that's all good. Glad to have you back. Thank you for coming on. It's, again, it's a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you on the first episode that we did it. And it's a pleasure having you back. So thank you. And how you been? How's everything? Good, man. Thank you for having me. I've definitely been wanting to come back. I feel like we didn't even talk that much last time. Um, so I'm definitely ready for part two. But I've been great. I've just been focusing on school a lot. I failed a, semester, I failed a class last semester, which I never even failed classes in high school. So... I realized something was wrong. I got to start focusing on school and my business. Those are my two priorities right now. That's good. That's really good that, you know, your priorities are very important on school and business. Yeah, I had a class last semester and um, he actually gave me, I didn't even get the credit for it because he gave me an incomplete because I told him, I was like, hey, professor, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to take the last quiz of the semester because I have to go home and go to a funeral. And he goes, you know, that sucks. But like... Um, you're going to eventually have to take the test again next semester, which is like a whole two months in the future. He was like, because, you know, like in order for me to actually give you a, uh, like, say that you can't take it, I'd have to go to the funeral myself. And I was like, you can't do that. But I was like, yeah, you're a dick, so fuck you. So he ended up giving me an incomplete because he was a dick, and I never even got the grade. But uh, besides that, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that your priorities are on um school and business. Um. Mine is the same thing, trash talk in school. But uh, tell me about your business. How's everything going? How's that going? Tell me about yourself. Since we uh, last seen you, a lot has changed and uh, a lot has happened. So let me hear all about fashion. All right, man. So basically, I've been just trying to get back on my grind. My best, my peak in my business was over the summer. Mm -hmm. um, it started to decline uh, rapidly once I got into school and there's no surprise, you know, I just got to school. I was vice president for my organization on campus. I was doing school. I was, I'm doing actually an accelerated course because I want to graduate early. Um, I have a girlfriend, I have friends, you know, so um, it was the first time back from COVID. So, you know, it was a lot of my time management just was not there. Um, that's why my business went down a little bit and even I filled the class. But now coming up this um, semester, I'm feeling blessed because I started the year with um, around 80,000 80, followers. I've been um, uploading. I think I just hit my 380th beat in a row on my, on my website. And Good, man. overall, I've been just trying to um, find different ways I can start marketing because that is my major. And yeah. I'm doing my major because I want to just pursue the music stuff. Yeah. Because um, there's real money to be made, you know, apart from you can. I found a way to make my hobby into a lifestyle. Yeah. That not just can pay for my lifestyle, but for my families. Exactly. 100%. And how's it paying off right now? How's that going so far with you? So right now, a lot of money goes into marketing. So yeah. I, I right now, I'm more deep in the marketing money. Like, I've lost more money in 
Well, I don't really think it's losing because marketing, you're never losing it. People are exactly. still seeing it. Even if you don't get results, people are still seeing it. Yeah. And then let's say you do another campaign and then they see you for the second time and it's a little bit better, then they're going to purchase. But maybe if you never did the first one, which was bad, they wouldn't have bought it the second time seeing it. Yeah. So that's just um, how marketing goes. Marketing is very um, try and error, you know, trial and error. And you always want to just keep seeing what's the best. Um, the landscape is always changing. Artists one day want like the trippy red hyper pop beats. And then the other day want country beats like Lil Nas X. Yeah. And then the other day they want um, hard trap beats like Lil Baby. Yeah. So it's something I have to be on top of. Yeah. Um, but I feel like my website does very good to being on top of all that because since I have a team, mm -hmm. I have every single beat you could possibly look for. Yeah. Any genre. I got drill, reggaeton, trap, West Coast, uh, J. Cole, boom bap, um, trap, of course, and R&B. Yeah. You know, what else is missing? I've had a lot Nothing. of people tell me uh, they want dance hall, like Afro beats. Yeah. But I haven't found a good artist for that. I personally, I, I don't do that. I would love to, but I just be so busy doing business stuff and or my music that i already do that i just i don't really have time to learn Afrobeats right now maybe in the future maybe in the future indeed um all right so last time you were here what was the number one beat that was selling on your website do you remember yeah so it's mud olympics okay mud olympics is uh a very fast piano beat Perfect for like Lil Dirk and Lil Baby. Mm -hmm. um, that one I've sold um, multiple times to different artists. And it's right now, it's still my most popping beat on the website. It has over 8,400 views wow. on my website alone. And I have um, over like eight or nine artists that have leased out that one beat, making music with it. That's great. That's really great. That's really good. So now, if that's your number one, has any other beat change or been popular since the last time you were here? Or has everything kind of just steadily stayed the same, but anything has kind of went up? Honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. I could I could lie to you and tell you every all my beats are popping right now, but um, I'm just going to keep it a fact. Like, I just been, I'm trying to pick everything back up because like I told you since last semester, I let go of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, just, I lost my focus in a lot of things. And, yeah. Um, it was crazy because I, I have at some points like 25, 30 DMs of people wanting to get to know who I am, trying to make music with me. And yet, I just don't go around to answering them. You know, yeah, I answer yeah. Them a week later, which is which is bad. You know, like uh, these people want to work with me. These people want to put uh, money in my pockets. Absolutely, and, yeah. Um, not just put money in my pockets because they want to, because I provide a service, which is the beats that are really good. And maybe they're not just mine. I'm putting on all these other artists. You know, I got a team depending on me because I post their beats. And even though they're depending on me, I'm slacking. You know, and this is all stuff that I came to realization this semester. Where I was like, okay, I, I got to pick my shit up because. I'm running a business that's not just me now. You know, I have 80,000 people that are on it. Yeah. I have uh, a team of five guys that are waiting for me to sell beats for them. You know, they know they're not waiting for me to sell it for them, but, you know, they're giving me, they're trusting me with their music to sell it for them. Uh, I have this other artist with, I do mix and mastering, you know, he's waiting for me to get more artists so we could all start making more money. The more artists I get for him, the more money sure. I start making. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I just been slacking, you know, and then I start, I just, What's my thought process behind slacking? Like you get no benefit off slacking, and yet you like everybody finds themselves slacking one way or another. Yeah, like, I hate slacking off. You know that's the worst. But yet you just seem yourself doing it. That's the worst. I think like when you know you're slacking off and you see yourself doing, it, I think that's the worst. 
it, it, it's a, it's an issue though because you know like i personally i know i'm slacking and then i put myself to work and then i just get lazy yeah. like i'm working on let's say making a beat doing this and then i just sometimes I just prefer i'm gonna just lay down for five more minutes yeah i'm gonna just watch one more episode and those are like believe it or not those are like the demons you have to fight when you're being an entrepreneur yeah. you know every every industry is different you know if you're a doctor it's different absolutely you're fighting in there which is reading this textbook understanding blood pressure i don't know what i have no, to absolutely doctor, just like an entrepreneurship with like you and me um that is the that's the biggest thing because nobody's nobody's coming and picking our asses up to start doing what we're doing yeah for sure you know no, I felt that. I felt myself slacking off, and I especially felt myself slacking off in a point where I was like, I'm, "I'm, I still don't think I'm doing too much in what I do." So I introduced Trash Talk Tuesday, which every episode, you know, our first episode, our first snippet of Trash Talk Tuesday will drop, uh, uh, you know, today. You know, of course, our episode will air in the future. But uh, basically, Trash Talk, no, Trash Talk Thursday. Yeah, that's what I meant. So Trash Talk Thursday is instead of dropping a whole episode. You know, a lot of people like the interviews, and that's why I wanted to bring you back. And a lot of people like the episode that we had, so I kind of keep doing the poll. So what I'm gonna do now, starting next week, is I want to do a, like a raffle or a giveaway, bring more people to my like uh side of the area, and um you know give away a free T-shirt. Then I introduce Trash Talk Thursday, where like, I do my interviews on Tuesdays, and on Thursdays I do my weekly recap. And it's just one minute or it can go over and it's going to drop at 1 p.m. Again, I think at 1 p.m. to me is always a good time. So I think me doing that will always keep myself consistent because and I got that from you where it was like I'm very consistent on Twitter where I ramble a lot and I say a lot of shit that people hopefully agree to. And again, I mean, that episode with you, that changed everything for me. It did. And I'll tell you why it changed everything for me, because when we aired our episode it was after where i said you know you have certain a certain way you have your instagram set up so it's a picture of yourself it's a picture of your twitter and then it's a picture uh, a video and snippet of you dropping a beat and i said i should do that as well where tuesdays trash talk tuesday which kind of sounds really nice at 1 p.m i drop an episode weekly then I said, well, like you do, you do have three things on your Instagram. I was like, maybe I should do more. Twitter, I'm usually on every day. That's just my regular tweets. So I introduced Trash Talk Thursday, right? My next thing after that, I think Wednesdays, this is going to be in the near future, uh, drop a snippet on Wednesdays of the episode on Tuesday. So if you miss it on Tuesday, you hear it on Wednesday, you know? And I mean, it was because of you that you really changed the way that we work, really. Uh, as we as I mean like the trash talk organization because like you are very organized and you're very structured and to hear that saying that you're lazy I'm looking at myself and saying I must be one of the laziest motherfuckers here because you're on top of your shit as for me I'm not but I totally understand what you mean when you feel yourself slacking off like I felt that and I knew I needed to make a huge change and like I was like I need to add something new new content and you probably feel the same way where it's like you need to do more and add new content. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And this week alone, I was like, I need a very productive week. Um, so I actually dropped three. I recorded three episodes this week alone. I dropped one that dropped Tuesday. I have one dropping next Tuesday, the week of Valentine's. And then our episodes dropping the week after. So, I mean, it was a very productive week for me. And you ever feel like you have such a very productive week or month? Like, 
you kind of say to yourself, like, how can you top it the next week or top it the next month that you want to stay at that level? Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. And how I usually like to do is I have this, well, I, I just started journaling and like an agenda, right? So I put myself at the end, at the end of Sunday, I want to have these five YouTube videos done. You know, so I have from Wednesday to Sunday to make, to make five videos happen, but I can't pass from Sunday. So if on Sunday I said I want five videos done on Sunday, I can do it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's whatever I want to do, whatever my issues. But I don't allow myself to not follow it. You know, so if it's Sunday night and I still haven't done it, and then let's say I have a plan to go out, then that's my bad, right? Just like a, a, like a college assignment, right? It doesn't matter. You have all week to do it, but if you do it the last day, you still have to get it done because it's not. It's going to be late on Monday, and it's not going to count. So I try to have those same principles when it comes to business because, like, I repeat, like I said before, like, no one's here telling you hand, you're handing this late. You know, you make your own um, deadlines. You make your own thing because you are the owner of this right mm-hmm. you are uh in control of what you're putting out you know so consistency is one of the best things i've been lacking on that what i want to do i want to drop tiktoks every day yeah but i find it hard when i'm studying and like i've never studied so hard like i, I have this semester in my life i am literally i'm tr- I'm studying like four hours a day because i feel like i'm so behind in all my classes yeah and then i get home and then i got the gym then I, uh, i'm in a frat so we do a lot of stuff for school. So sometimes we'd be just popping out to the campus center uh, as a group, you know, yeah. and I just like, it's good for me to show face. Absolutely. Uh, it, it just, it gives um, Greek life a better presence on campus, especially because uh, Greek life on campus is very, it, especially you all when it's different because a lot of the Greek life is just underground, yeah. which is just the like unorganized uh, at that point, just gangs. Cause yeah. they're not recognized by the school. They're like cults. Yeah. Like they're not recognized by the school and they're they're just gangs at that point yeah no for real like if they were recognized by the school that means they could wear their letters on campus that means they could do uh they would do community service but they don't do nothing all they do is just party every weekend that's all they do so that's not like that's not a good look for us and what we try to do we just try to give uh, a a nice light a nice spotlight on what greek life can actually be and just set example for you know, those that come after us. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, cause you brought up school and like you say, you're very busy. Has ever like came across your mind ever? And I'm not saying it would ever happen, but like you would say to yourself, you know, music is my future. Music is my all music is my everything. Right. Have you ever said to yourself, like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You felt that? Yeah. Um, 100%. So, um, and I, I thank God for my, for my advisor. Cause she, um, I'm not sure about my advisor, someone I talked to, no, the, she was, a, she helped me plan my future. Right? Yeah. So f- future development. I went because I was stuck because I, I was going to be a business, a finance major that, but at the side I made music. Right. And I love music. I love the money I can make off music. And so seeing myself in a suit and tie, going to a, 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 a firm and just sitting down nine to five, like making good money, but like just sitting down and looking at numbers, making estimations for a living, you know, it was just, I don't want to do that. I mean, uh, I'm glad you said that. I don't want to do that. And so I'm talking to, so I went to this future development. I don't want to do it, but I'm in college. I have to, 
you know yeah i, I kind of have to so i was i went to future development and so she just told me which i really appreciate her for she didn't tell me because i know a lot of people that go to them and they just tell you what to do yeah she, when i first sat down she just told me what do you like to do like who are you right like what are your hobbies what do you do so i'm like no so i'm a business major and i do music mm-hmm. i got a whole business with music i got an instagram i mean i create content for this blah 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 i started spilling out all the beans for my business and then i said but uh i'm not here for my music i'm here so we could talk about what i could do with this business major you know i want to do i have I'm finance and entrepreneurship yeah and then she said have you ever thought about instead of having your life separated you have, you have one part of your life is school and then the other part is music why don't you combine it and then do business but in the music industry yeah and so i i know it sounds obvious but in my head I, was I like, didn't Whoa. think about that at all. Like it just, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, you're that's you're smart as fuck." Yeah, and like it sounds obvious, bro. Just work for the music, but it it just, it, I don't know. It's just, it, it didn't come to my mind. And then when she brought it up, she like, just combine it both. You know, be what do you like to do? You you create content. You could be you could be marketing music content, and then that way you're you could be able to push your music because you're already gonna be in the music industry. Yeah, and I and I looked at her and I was like, "Yo, I'll fuck with you." <laughs> no, OD. I wish I had somebody like that for real because it's just like I had an advisor, and he was. I mean, I mean, at the time when I was talking to him, he I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just said uh, I'm into journalism and I want to do this, but I never sat down and was like, I want to do radio and broadcasting. So he didn't know that. But I mean. I never had someone like you had that can really be like, hey, let me put you on to these classes that can really help you with your future. Like last time I went to an advisor, I just walked in and I needed two classes. And I was like, I, I swear to God, this is this is how it this is how it played out. And I sat down and I said, Listen, I'm not here to waste your time and I'm not here to waste my time. I need you to pull up the classes I need while I pull up rate my professor. We're going to pick two classes and I'm going to walk out of here. It's going to take 30 minutes tops. That's all the time I want from you. I mean, of course, they're going to say, yeah. I mean, we laughed. We picked our classes. But I mean, I never really had an advisor to really sit there and be like, well, what do you want now? And now, like, uh, I wish I did. Like, I know next semester I am changing up my whole everything and what classes I'm taking. And hopefully I get it. So right now I'm a journalism major. And a minor in communications and English. Next semester, um, I'm gonna double major. So I'm gonna do a major, double major in journalism and English, and then minor in communications and education. So when I do graduate, I have a major in English and journalism, which the English part will be more important. And then, you know, of course, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. But my backup plan would be to become a teacher, because, like, I'm telling you, I think. If I was to be a teacher, I would teach it my way, and I would teach it in a way of where like students can really get involved and really be active in um in the classroom. Because I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but having classes where you just fucking sit there and they talk to you for an hour and twenty minutes, and like you basically have to teach yourself and read everything, I think those classes are bullshit for the amount of money we pay. I think it's just a waste of time and a waste of money, in my opinion. Which I that's why I started that conversation of uh, have you ever felt like school? was kind of in a way a waste of time because I felt that 100%. I mean, I know I have no um, my start right now to trash talk is not that big. And right now my following isn't as big either, but I felt like school right now is a waste of time because I'm not taking classes to help me 
with my future in this. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. That's just how I felt. And um, I'm t- I, like, I had like a fucking revolution in my head where it's like, fuck these teachers. I'm going to become a teacher and change everything. But that's like my like last step to life. Like I'm not looking to become a teacher at all. I'm looking to become to do this for the rest of my life and the rest of my days. So that's just how I see it. The way I see school, yeah, I thought about dropping out. But um, especially like a lot of people that I grew up looking around and a lot of friends that I have that don't go to school is just like, yeah, like school, like we're not learning much what um, like others are. But um, I just feel like if I didn't go to school, we'd be working like like all my friends, they do construction, they do painting, they do like stuff like that, you know, and I wouldn't have time to do my music stuff is if it wasn't for, you know, school. And yes, yeah, school takes up a lot of my time, but I know them a construction job would make me a lot more tired and take up a lot more time than exactly than what these classes are. And really what college is doing at the end of the day is just buying you time. I feel like if I didn't come to college, I wouldn't have done, I probably wouldn't be where I am with the music. And that's just for a simple fact that no one in college taught me how to do it. But I was cooking up in my room one day and then X comes in and then he tells me, yo, you should put this on YouTube. And then X changed my life. Yeah. Without knowing. Wow. Uh, I feel like if maybe if you weren't in college, you just wouldn't even have... Maybe you won't have time to look at podcasts and then you won't have realized that you actually like podcasts and you might want to do your own yeah. because you would have been so busy just handling, dealing with life. Because yeah. you, If you're not in school, what would you be doing right now? Working to get make money because yeah. you're not in school. No, for, exactly. So you, yeah. You're not going to live off your parents' roof for the rest of your life. So at the end of the day, that, that's what school does for me. And if I, if even if I don't go to school, I'm going to work. And I'm a graduate from school. I'm still going to work. So it's still the same outcome. But the work that you're going to be doing after college, it should be paying a lot more than if you didn't go to college. Because that's the whole point, no? Yeah, no, it is. Higher paying jobs. And then you can actually be able to save up with the job you get after college and then use that to pursue your career instead of barely making any money for if you didn't go to school. Yeah. No, so yeah. You're... That, that's really the way I think about it. And when you said about the plan B for uh, teaching... Um, I feel like that's good to have a backup plan, but the one advice that I, I forgot who said it, but you can't, I personally, I don't have a plan B and yeah. I will tell you that it's good to have a plan B, but I feel like you shouldn't even think about that because the moment you start even exercising a plan B or thinking about it, you're already setting yourself up for the failure for plan A. Yeah. If you're making a plan B, you're, you're mentally putting a thing in your face like, if this doesn't work, you know, um, the mentality should be, how do I make it work? Yeah. Um, you know, that that's the problem with the plan B. You know, my plan B is, okay, um, just work in the industry. You know? mm-hmm. But my goal is I want to be independent, make money, make enough money just off my website. Where yeah. I could um, be at a beach and then just go on my phone, send beats to some artists, and then that's it go in the studios at night because that's what I like to do. I've, I've been learning how to engineer and I just like being in the studio. You know, it's yeah. good vibes. We got X to spit bars and um, imagine just having fun in the studio, but then the music you actually are releasing is making you millions of dollars. No, yeah, I, I understand what you mean exactly. Like I might have a plan B, but in order for me to go to plan B and I said it, 
I have to be fucking begging for money down on 42nd Street like the rest of these homeless people because I'm all in, you know? Like, I don't look at Plan B like, all right, when I graduate, I'm going to do this. No, when I graduate, like, I'm going to have a side job, but I'm still going to be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the only way that this never works out is if I stop. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if I keep pursuing it, it will never end, you know, and it will always work out. So I don't, like, I have a Plan B. But in order for me to actually hit plan B and push that button, like I have to fail drastically. And I, like I said, the only way I fail drastically, if you find me on the corner begging for change, down by the subway and sewers, that's the only way. And even still, I might not even become a teacher because I still want to keep pursuing any chance I get, any little money I have, charge my laptop, put a microphone in front of my face, and start recording my next episode for Trash Talk. You know, like I don't look at it like, I'm going to become a teacher when I graduate. I don't want to become a teacher when I graduate. Truthfully, I never want to become a teacher when I graduate. I never want to become a teacher, period. I want to become Alexander Acosta. Everybody knows him. This is his platform. Let's all tune in. That's what I want to be known as. Not someone who just picked a job because they didn't really truly pursue their dreams and futures. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about it, you know? Like... same way like you, like, you know, like your plan B is to be just in the industry, like, um, but your plan A is the bigger picture. And I think right now my bigger picture is, and I just said it, like, have my own platform, have my name known across the world. And I don't see myself right now failing. And I, and I, I can't see myself failing. I see myself doing more, but I don't see myself doing less or failing. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I like that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I don't really like to think about failure. Me neither. And, I, and honestly, a failure is just, you learn from it. A failure you do. is just a, a step. Say, okay, I failed. And then you look at it. Why did I fail? And then you do it again. Yeah. But you do it right the next time. And then the, then when you, once you do it right the next time, you're going to be, your, your head's going to be in the game. And that's experience. You know, and I truly believe that experience is everything in life. It is. You could learn everything on a textbook, but if you don't do it and actually practice it, um, you're not gonna learn. Not yet. True. That's how I got better with the music. You know, I like music. You know, the first year I was making beats, that shit was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, and that's what everybody's gonna tell you. Whether they're an artist, a rapper, a painter, a draw, like whoever draws the your the quality of your podcast, it wasn't what it the quality is. Now. Yeah, it wasn't how it is right now. Because you, know, you, you take your craft a little bit more serious. You invest in new microphones. I invest yeah. in new new plugins, new new loops. I mean, people. Yeah. You know, the the more time goes by, the more you you know about what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. No, truthfully, like. Like you said, and I'm telling you, it was because of you of like, I need to do a change because I remember when we were recording our episode, I had this little fucking Yeti mic and I don't know about you, but every time that fucking microphone would get picked up and move over, my skin would boil because I'd be like, how the fuck do I have you on this episode, on this show right now? And we're using one little ass fucking microphone for someone like you. I was like, no, this will never happen again. You know what I'm saying? And then I did an episode before people. And we were passing the microphone around, and you can hear the microphone when it goes up and down. And I was like, how the fuck did I allow myself to do this again? So, like, you know, you just keep growing. And when I first started, I used to just yell into my laptop. Like, literally, I would have it sitting there, and I would just yell into my laptop. And I had one of my boys uh, over 
FaceTime yelling into the laptop as well. And then I bought the Yeti mic. And then I bought the MV7s. And you know what's next? I don't know yet, but I know there's going to be another upgrade. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think the next upgrade is going to be the camera. So we put it in the room somewhere and we record. That's the next upgrade from this. Because I think it's time to bring out a camera and put my platform on YouTube now. I think it's, I, I think I'm. YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think I'm about. 26 episodes 27 28 episodes behind right now on being on youtube i think i've been like kind of wasting my time and i feel like it's time to be on another platform you know like it's 100%. always time to content, grow content creation is king it is what do you what do you when you open instagram what do you look for content yeah i'm and telling also, you you gotta be just one of the pages that people go on instagram to look for personally me i'm in the music industry i like hip-hop news so when i go on there I'm just interested in the new, what the fuck Kanye West just said about Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah, and I'm interested in that too because I talk a lot of shit and that's my platform. And I mean, I don't know if other people feel that way. So they went on Instagram and saw someone else talking shit. They'd agree to it. So like content is key, you know, it it, it doesn't fail. It really doesn't fail at all. Just like, just like, you know, just be ready for people to hate. Oh, I'm ready for it. Um, and I know you know what I'm talking about. I know. About. Listen, I know what you're talking about. I witnessed it firsthand for you. And I'm ready for it, too, because at the end of the day, I have such a thick skin. And I have a platform where I don't give a fuck. So these people are going to say shit. And I still won't give a fuck about what they say. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, be honest with you, too. I don't really have haters. I don't. Um, You know, apart from the one person we talked off. Uh, off mic about uh i really bro i get so much love from so much people good for you um, man i have artists like let me read you this message right now i'm not gonna say his name because that no go ahead percent, pull I'm it up show you this right now this. he said uh, uh i want you to listen to the snippet but i want one so i basically just had this one dude he was like um let me pull it up he was like he told me uh, I want you to listen to this song and I want you to keep it just in case if I get locked up again or something, I want you to, I want to trust you with my music because that's loyalty. And, you know, I've never met this dude in my life. I actually, he actually has never bought beats for me or has like worked with me, but yeah, he texted me that and now we've, we've never worked together. So wow. it's just like. It's the loyalty and like the love that I just be getting from people, and it's because music is just something that is just like people enjoy what I put out. Yeah, and then um, people just always hit me up. I always have people, yo, send me that beat. Like when I put a snippet on it, on yeah, Instagram, yo, I want to buy your beat. Yo, I want to do this, and you know that's the kind of shit that uh, makes you want to keep going. But the reason why they're texting me, I want to buy that beat, is because they heard a snippet, and what's that snippet? That's content. Exactly. People, exactly. Every time I put on my story, they go to check out my story to see what's new. And then uh, a key thing about content is just you got to offer them value. You know, like why, why should they keep looking at your content? Right. So what's your value? You know, so I usually just give out tips on how to be better as an artist or just my beats themselves are value. Yeah. You know, that's not something like it doesn't work the same with a rapper, you know, like that's rapper song doesn't give me any value, but a beat that I could potentially want to buy if it's good, that's valid. That's already yeah. value. That's what, that's what's good about the, like being producers, but you have to know how to introduce those snippets. 
Yeah. You know, a lot of producers put like a black screen and the beat. Like, what am I looking at? Yeah. I don't really want to hear it. Uh, but if you know, I put a screen on my computer screen and make it look nice and then make the, the room look colorful mm-hmm. and some shit, just, you know, just attract different people and just know what your people like, you know? Not that smart. That's just through, it's just trial and error. It's all just marketing and knowing how to put your content out there and what do people like? Look at yeah. the insights. What, uh, what, what, what kind of videos get more watch time? Yeah. What topics do, do your followers like to listen to? You could, it's so crazy because you could. You could have a podcast, right? Let's say your podcast is dedicated to, um, for example, farming, right? You have you live in mid country, you're farming, and then you have a, and then during that podcast, you start talking about um, what you do. They do one podcast podcast about politics, and then they realize like everybody here's for farming, but the moment we start talking about politics, I got twenty thousand more views than yeah. normal. Right. And then you do a second show and then you start talking about politics even more, bringing up new topics. And then that view does 30,000 views more. And then you start shifting. Like, okay, I'm getting, I, I love farming, but I'm getting more views off po- politics. So I can find a way to mix both mm-hmm. so I can make both my um, different fan bases happy. Or you could go straight to politics if that's just what's going to be generating you the most money. That right there is up to your decision. We're like, well, do you want to stick to your passion, which is um, farming, or do you want to incorporate some politics, or do you want to go full into politics? But that's just like an example of how like marketing is. You know, like you yeah. might realize that like, oh, this one video I uploaded did so much better. So now sit down and watch every second of that video and be like, what do people like about this video that's different from? The yeah, other no, ones? for real. Like um, this bodybuilder, his name is Larry Wheels. Yeah, um, no, no. You know, all right, so perfect. So have if have you seen his YouTube? I don't watch his YouTube videos, but I know who he is. Yeah, so his YouTube channel is about him working out. So for years, he posted about him working out. And then he finally switched it up and dropped a video about his workout regimen. And I thought that was like the greatest fucking video I've ever seen in my life. Because now you get the behind the, scene, the, behind the scenes of him, like eating and what goes into it. And then he changed up his content for a while and did arm wrestling. And I think he knew it himself that it was a mistake that he went to arm wrestling because, I mean, I stopped watching it. I know a couple of my friends who watched him, they stopped watching it. And I don't know if his views went down, but I mean, honestly, nobody really kind of cared about the arm wrestling. I mean, you're a big fucking dude. We want to see you lift these Mm -hmm. monstrous weights. And like, he, I, I'm telling you, must like he must have thought it himself, and like you said, like a, a farmer going to politics and they loved it, a bodybuilder going into arm wrestling and no one really liked it, and he went right back to lifting. And I mean, I I picked up from where I left off and I started watching him lift again because I mean, like it's it is trial and error of of that sense and form. And I mean, for myself as well, where it was like I've done a few episodes by myself. And I realized the episodes by myself and the episodes with people, the episodes with people do better. And I used to talk about sports, right? I realized the episodes where I talk a lot of shit about current events do 10 times better than episodes I do when I talk about sports. So I kind of, in a way, like drifted from sports. But on my Twitter, I do ramble a lot about sports. But in my videos, which mainly they have been interviews, um, 
I've been talking about themselves and about stuff, stuff going on, but I kind of drifted from that as well because I realized that that wasn't working out. Now, when it came to recaps and to interviews, I realized a lot of people liked interviews more because not only does it help me, but it helps uh, you guys as well. And I mean, listen, I, my platform's not that big, but I mean, I've had people shout out my platform. I mean, guys from Australia have shout out my platform. In a few weeks, I'm having an episode with other people from Australia and like, for some reason Australia loves me and and I love Australia like I love you guys but um you know like I realized that interviews do the best on my podcast why I don't fucking know but they work and I like them and a lot of podcasts are just about interviews like no uh, like no jumper and the Joe Rogan experience those are all interviews and shit but um I myself learned like I like to do interviews as well because you really get to know who you're sitting next to before you DM them or message them. Like these guys from Australia, I just knew that their names were Buck and Sarge. Didn't know anything else about them. I knew that they lived in Australia, didn't know where in Australia, but I sat down and I got to listen to them and I got to talk to them. Fashion, I knew you made music, but I didn't know exactly who fashion was. I didn't know what was behind fashion, and I got to know you through that. And those who don't know you got to know you more through your music, through your words, through everything. And I feel like, um, like you said, where it's like a matter of like trial and error, and I've tried interviews, and they've worked out in my favor. And I mean, now you're here for a second episode, and those who listen to that first episode with you are definitely going to tune in again listen to you for a second time because now they want more from what you have to know and who you are again so in this episode you know we kind of talked more and got into detail and not just about your music but you know in a way about yourself and we're still going in the episode so we're even getting to get to know you even more you know and like that's also why i do my podcast and stuff to get people to know each other and i did my trial and error and i liked interviews i liked um my twitter rants and that's just kind of how i'm gonna stick to it for now on you know yeah man that's definitely that, that's what I did too. I found that it was just best for me for um when I formed my team. I, so this is the first time I I'm even talking about it. But so I finally I got a name for our group. I'm bringing back. I so in high school I had a clothing brand named Under Nobody's Control. You mm-hmm. can see I ended up um and it didn't end up working out just because we're high schoolers. Uh, you know, life was just hitting us. We weren't taking it too serious. One of us went to the, to to the Marines. So, um, it was, um, it was started between, I started it. I got them into the team. It was supposed to be us three that ended up working out. Now I'm bringing it back, but I'm bringing it back as a music producer group. So what I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start putting, we're going to start doing YouTube content for producers right now. I'm big on artists. I have 80,000 followers, a lot of artists on my page, a lot of artists, um, like that's a, a, a revenue that I can get from artists. Now I'm looking at how can I make and provide for producers? You know, I have the artists locked down. Let's do producers. So me and my team are going to start putting daily um, daily content on the YouTube channel, right? So every Friday, we're going to drop a YouTube tutorial. We're all um, very different. We got West Coast, reggaeton, R&B, drill, trap. So each week is going to be how to do a trap beat. Then the next week is how to do a reggaeton beat. Next week is going to be how to make a West Coast type beat. So it's going to be a channel where you can come and learn how to make all different types of beats. And um, what makes us separate from others is that we are all very good at what we do. And since we're all good at 
our own subject because we each stick to it. I'm not here trying to learn how to do reggaeton, West Coast, trap, drill. I know how to do trap and R&B so I can make a tutorial. This yeah. is how you make an R&B beat. This is how you make a trap beat. And I feel confident enough to put it out because I've done it for three years now. Yeah. Um, and I know that the information I'm putting out there, it might not be the most, uh, like the most industry given, like, you know how there's certain ways to do things. Um, yeah. I'm just going to do the way I do it. Smart. And, um, whether or not that's the correct way to like, Oh, that's not how you mix a beat. Oh, this is not how you use the sound. Oh, well, that's how I do it. And, um, in if people didn't like it, they wouldn't be watching. Exactly. So, um, you know, if you want to go watch how the other guy does it, feel free. Like if you want to do it, like be my guest, um, but you can come to me and maybe learn it my way. You know, it might not be correct, but it still sounds good. It yeah. still gets artists to hop on beats. And um, so I'm going to name the, the team. The name of the team is called Under Nobody's Control. I already have a lot of plans for the merch because I already had a clothing business for it. So yeah. I already have a lot of ideas how to do it. Um, it's just about, I already made the business deal with uh, my my partners. You know, they're going to be getting 100% of the revenue they get off their videos. Meaning, yeah. um, they make a video, one of them makes a video on how to make a, a an R&B beat. And then let's say he promotes his, his R&B packs, right? He wants to sell, yo, buy my R&B pack if you want to make beats like me. Whatever sales they get off, um, they get 100% revenue. I'm using the YouTube channel as like just the central hub for like, uh, we're like a family. So yeah. it's just a central hub where I'm not taking money from them. Um, we're all putting in the equal amount of work into that YouTube channel because I wouldn't be able to release one tutorial every single week. It's mad work that goes into it. But with six of us, um, we each help each other. We each help put content on the page. And then the page isn't growing just because of fashion. It's not growing just because of Newman or Ride Dog. It's growing because for all of us, it's a group effort. So it's only at least that they each get their 100% off all their own revenues. I could easily just tell them I get at least 20%, but I don't because I want them to succeed. I want them to do good. I, I don't want to be like the one guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm famous because of fashion. You know, I helped them. I helped them, get mm -hmm. famous, but I'm not the reason. You yeah. know, I, I gave him the resources that I could. Um, I want him to make money. You know, I don't want to be the reason why he's rich. I want to help him get rich. That's yeah. kind of like my mentality when it comes to like, working with these people and because they're so humble and um a lot of them i think most of them except for like one of them had never sold a beat until they worked with me wow like i they would they would give away beats and then they had never sold a beat online until they started working with me and it's crazy to me because i sold a beat an exclusive beat for like 800 bucks that's how much i sold it for it was an r&b beat i have on my website it's called um forgot the name of it but I, that's the RBB I sold. And so one one artist was um his name is Anoop. So one artist was interested in buying Anoop's exclusive. Uh buying one of his beats exclusively. So I hit up I hit up um Anoop and I was like, yo, bro, how much do you want to sell your exclusive for? Yeah. I, I can't put a price on your beat. This is your artwork. Um the way we work is I get 50% off the sales on the website. Um, a lot of I've seen a lot of other producers, like big producers. Let's say like a Metro Boomin. He's like, "Yo, if you if you pay me um a hundred bucks, I'll put your beat on my on my website, and if it sells, you get eighty percent of the revenue. I get twenty. I I do fifty fifty because I don't charge them to go on my website, and we help each other out. They help me make my page more diverse, and I help them make money. Um, 
so he was just like, you know what? Like, tell him I'll sell the exclusive for like $150. No, I think he said like $80 or $150. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. You could sell your music for that exclusively, but that's not smart. You know, your work, and especially his work is awesome. His, I told him, your work is valued way more than $80. That's good. You know, I sell, I sell one beat license, my wave license, like the the most basic license that I have on my website for 50 bucks. And that and that's like I could sell that beat to a thousand artists if I wanted to. Yeah. He's talking about selling his beat exclusively, like giving it to this one guy. Nobody else could use it ever for 80 bucks. No. When I sold mine that. for 800 bucks, if you don't want to sell yours for 800 bucks because you're scared of losing your 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 deal, because that's what happened with me. Uh my first exclusive I sold it for 150 bucks and it's because I didn't want the deal to go down. But then I got the 150 bucks and I didn't feel happy. You know, it's, it's, it was good money. 150 for one beat. That's kind of dope. Back then you probably thought it was amazing. Not even. Wow, I, I okay. did it because it was, it was like my first step, you know, okay. had, like, how am I going to ask a dude, yo, I want eight, I want a thousand bucks for this beat, but I haven't even sold one for 150 yet. Yeah. So, you know, I, I knew it was a step for me to it's just experience for me to get sell a beat for 500. I need to show proof that I sold for 300, right? So yeah. I'm like, yo, why, why, why am I gonna accept your $100 deal if someone's paying me $500 for, for the same thing that you want? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, he paid me 150, and then I realized that I, w- I still wasn't happy. And it was for the fact that that beat I gave him, I, I love, I love it. And I, I gave it to Nick Corridor. Um, Shout out to him because the song is amazing. It's out right now. Um, it's called La Ruta. Um, it's like a Spanish and English R&B track. Wow. Super nice. It's nice. Fire. Um, I, I gave it to him for like 150 and I wasn't content with that price. But it was a building step for me. He was one of the artists that first came to me and he wanted to pay me for the beats. I told him I was going to give it to him for free because at that time, I wasn't taking music that serious. So I was going to, yo, I'll give you that beat exclusive for free. And so he came to me and he was like, you know, like, nah, like I'm a serious artist and I want to pay you for the beat. Like not a lot of people do that. He would have just taken the free beat like anybody else and would have released it and that's it. But he came and told me, he's like, no, I want to pay you for this beat. And the fact that he gave me the 150, which is low for what, even what I was asking for him, I was happy to do deal with him because I wanted to work with him. Yeah. But the 150 didn't make me happy. Why? Because that beat is so nice that I could sell it five more times at the lowest price which is 50 bucks so five times five i sell it to five artists for 50 bucks that's 250 dollars that i would have made just off that one beat and that's just like the low numbers let's say i sell that beat 15 times that's like 750 bucks right there damn but i can't sell that beat anymore because i already gave it to him for 150 and that's clip like i can never ever in my life unless i want to get sued yeah you don't want to do that anybody else so that's how I value my work. You know, if I really love this beat and I know that, yeah, he wants to pay me 150 for it, but I know and I believe in myself and I know that little baby is going to want to hop on this in two years from now. I'm like, nah, bro, if you want this beat right now, you're going to have to at least give me 800 bucks for it. Smart. Like, I at least pay for my rent this month. Smart. <laughs> like, Smart. Smart. So I told Anub, I was like, bro, don't go anything lower than like 300 bucks. And 300 bucks is low. Yeah. Because I sell unlimited leases for 200 bucks. And I sell unlimited leases, like I've sold them all. Like I haven't sold them recently because I haven't made that many sales for the same reason I told you. But before I was selling the two hundred dollar leases, like uh, like normal. 
Yeah. So like if people are paying me 200 bucks for a beat and it's not even exclusive, think about that. Yeah. It's not even exclusive, meaning they pay, they pay 200 bucks for that beat, but I can still sell that same beat to somebody else. And they're paying 200 bucks, which is a lot. Hell yeah. So that's when you start realizing like, okay, if they pay 200 bucks for a beat that's not exclusive, I could easily charge 600 bucks for the exclusive lease. Smart. Have, um, for your exclusive beats, the ones that are $800, have those sold yet? How many? No, so I, right now, I, I want to do more marketing. I want to get out to a bigger array of artists. Because a lot mm-hmm. of the artists that um, are on my page, I personally have hit up because I want to start building connections. But um, it's not even that they're cheap. I understand, like, these artists, some artists just try to make you go really low and be cheap. But at the end of the day, like, I don't call these artists cheap because they're not cheap. They're just, life just doesn't give them the ability to spend $600 on a, on a beat. And that, that that's just to keep it a stack. Because how many songs are on an album? 8 to 12. Mm-hmm. That's on the low. Imagine paying 800 plus dollars for every single beat that's going to be on your track. They're just paying 800. Let's say they pay $800 for this one beat. Then they have to pay an engineer to mix and master vocals. Then they have to pay for studio time. Then they have to pay for uh, the, the cover art for the album. Then they have to pay for marketing the album on Facebook and YouTube, which is a lot of you need some marketing money. And then you need to um, work to get your songs to blow up. So it's a lot of money that goes into being an artist. And the problem with being an artist is that you're all, ROI return on investment is is very low to probably nothing. You know, these artists put out their music, they these artists spend let's say five thousand dollars on an album, and that's low, you know. Uh, because you wanna at least for an album do a music shoot, you wanna do uh marketing. Uh let's say you spend five thousand dollars on an album, you're really not gonna get any money off that album unless you're one of the big artists or signed to a label. Yeah. Um, you get for a thousand streams, you get like four cents. Damn. One mil you know how many one million streams gets you on Spotify? Like four thousand to six thousand dollars. A million. Damn. And that's if you're not even signed to a label. For you to hit one million streams on Spotify, your songs gotta be at least blown up. Yeah. And if it's blown up, it's most likely because you're in a record label. And if you're a record label, you don't get the four thousand dollars. The record record label does. They get their cut. Then your manager gets a cut. Then if the producer the producer gets a cut, and then out of the four thousand dollars, you're really left with like nine hundred bucks, and you put down five thousand. Damn. So you lost money at the end of the day. And that's if your song is blowing up, <laughs> which is very rare. How many oh, how many man. artists do you know? Just they release music, but they don't they don't hit that kind of streams. Like Not a million at all. Is a lot. Million is a lot, and you only get four thousand dollars. That's why, like, if you go on YouTube and you look at your favorite song, like these niggas are making money. Yeah, bro. Like, if you go to like Travis Scott song, any Travis Scott song, it has like three hundred million plus views. How much you think he made? That's just off YouTube. So let's say for a million views on YouTube, they get like, I don't know, man. Like, let's say they get, I don't know. Let's say get five thousand dollars. Okay. For every million views. Now he's got 320 million. Sycamore oh, has a billion views right now. A billion? Let's say it has a billion Oof. views. Sycamore has a billion views. He's making money. And that's just off YouTube. 
Now look at all the streams on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, then all the streams Apple on Music. ITunes, yeah, and then iTunes. all the other streams, all the other uh, forms of streaming. Yeah, they, they make money for sure. They definitely make a lot of money. Fuck yeah. But that's because they have record labels. Oh, that's true too. And the record labels push the songs, right? Yeah. But the record labels, they really, not that they own, but practically own the 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 record stations, right? So yeah. They just come and they pay all the record stations in, in Georgia, Atlanta to play this one song three times a day. So it makes it look like the song's popping because it's on radio. If it's on radio, it's it's popping. That, yeah, that's kind of the standard, you know. Like everybody back then, you always want your music to be on radio. So because if it's on radio, a lot of people, even if nobody listens to that station, it's still on radio. It's yeah. got that exposure, and um, they put their pictures on on billboards. But the artist doesn't pay for that shit. The 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 record label does. Yeah, so they've got a lot of money. You so those artists who are like independent. Right. Do they make a lot of money? Hella money. Yeah, do they? Now imagine all the money I told you. Let's say you're independent, your video hits a hundred million views on YouTube. And let's just say overall on all the streaming platforms, you're in a record label, the stream your song generated for your one album. Let's say your one album generated two hundred million dollars, which is a lot of fucking money yeah. off an album. It regenerated two hundred million dollars. Your record label is gonna take that big portion. Yeah, and then your manager, and then your studio time, and then everything gets discounted. And then out of the two hundred million dollars, you're really let's be honest, you're being left with two million dollars. Damn. Out of like two hundred million, if you're independent, you get the whole two hundred. You get the whole pie. Wow. You're not cutting. You're not cutting that money with anybody else. But what's the problem with being independent? Yeah, you don't have the context to get on a radio station. Like, um, unless you know somebody that works at that station, like your boys with that DJ, your music isn't gonna be going on, uh, on the radio. If I want to get yeah. my 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 song played at a club, you know, I gotta make sure I know the DJ. But even yeah. if you know a DJ, they don't really play music because they have a crowd to please. Yeah, but it, they please the crowd with them with the funding that they get from let's say record label you know they have people that come like yo i want you to play gonna two-thirds of the night yeah but they're getting paid and then they they put the best gonna songs and then people get exposed yo who is this if he's playing at the club that's just probably lit boom smart, up. And that, smart. um i say blow up and that's the thing that record labels do for you they they blow you up yeah but but you're signing your life away yeah, because you can't even release the, the music you want. No, right? That's been a big, very big issue le- re- uh, recently with a lot of artists, right? Like, yeah, you, you, they do not let you release music unless they approve it. So let's say you, you, you pull your heart out and you made these two songs. You love them. You want to release them right now. You want the world to hear this. They don't like it. You can't release it. And 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 what's happened with the case with a lot of artists? Have you ever seen that? Like. A lot of these, like a lot of songs, leak on SoundCloud, yeah, off random accounts, and it's just like it sounds very good quality. Yeah, it's never released. A lot of times, is artists leak their own music. Wow, I forgot who was the big example, but there, there are artists that leak their own. Music. I think, I think uh, Drake has done that, where Drake has has a few songs that are only on SoundCloud. Really? Yeah, Drake has a few songs that are only on SoundCloud, and it's because. Uh, it's not that the record label didn't let him. It's just 
he in order for him to release that song on Apple Music, the record label has to approve it. And let's say the that song just didn't fit the aesthetic that the record label wants for Drake. He's not going to be able to release it no matter how much he wants to. Because in the contract, you know, they always have the Damn. final say. Now, let's say I'm sitting here. Let's say I do not fuck with... Uh, I love J. Cole, but let's say I don't like J. Cole. And I'm yeah. sitting in the studio. I'm an artist. Uh, and they're like, yo, you, for this album, you need to have this song with J. Cole. Whether or not I want to make a song with him, I have to. Because, oh, that's bullshit. Because um, they have they have the say. And yeah. then uh, you just get blackballed. And then that's just the issue. So that's what happened to Lil Wayne. You know, yeah. he he didn't release music for like six years, and then he released in 2018, uh, the Carter Five, and all, every song from the Carter Five were songs back then from like 2012, 2013. A lot of them. Is that why he held his music for so long? Yeah. So wow. His uh, his basically his record label didn't. I'm I'm not sure what the full story, but from what I know, is that he was on his last album for the contract. The moment he dropped that album, he was free. Yeah. So what did they not let him do? Drop the album. So wow, it's fucked up. He ended up winning the case. I'm pretty sure he got like a 2.5 million dollar lawsuit. Oh, that was the case with him and Birdman, right? Birdman, Birdman was. That's crazy. I do remember that. Yeah, him and Birdman. They used to be boys. I don't know if they're still boys anymore, but I do remember that case. That that's that's the case. They. they uh, and then he, he got out of the contract. He won the the the. the uh, lawsuit for 2.5 million but you know how much money they made in those six years oh they made a shit ton they made a shit ton of money just off of the music so i'm pretty sure that was the deal he had a last album which is the carter five mm-hmm. they didn't let him release it because the moment he released it his contract would be done yeah oh wow that happened with um blow uzi too right like that that happened with him i don't know yeah you- I, I don't know do you think he just held on to uh what's his last album I'm called? I'm pretty sure. You think he, he just held a, on to it? No, I mean he released a song on YouTube, not iTunes, but he released it on YouTube called Free Uzi. Yeah. And it got deleted. And I'm pretty it, it might have to do with that. Cuz I know he didn't drop Uzi, his yeah. because they weren't letting him drop music. I know that I don't know who he was signed to originally, but he didn't drop music for a while and then somehow he got out of it and then signed with Jay-Z, the Rock Nation. And he just started dropping shit because I mean, Thanks. I don't I don't know if Jay Z is like one of the best in the in the industry, but I mean, people who are signed with Jay Z, they can just drop their shit at any time, bro. So my biggest record label, I wanted to, I always said if I were to sign to a label, I would do a YSL, yeah, Young Thugs. Label. I feel like those guys, they just drop music anytime they want to, especially bro, Young Thug. Yeah, that motherfucker just drops anything. Oh, I fucking love Young Thug. Oh, and me I love too, Gunna, bro. And then. These dudes, they blocked me, bro. The record label blocked me. Shit. Tell me, tell us about that. What happened there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know bro, so what, what, what happened to me, I got this ticket, um, a meet and greet with Gunna. I got a meet and greet with Gunna. It was like some VIP stuff. I got it off like the, uh, like a raffle. Mm-hmm. I got the, I got the. Let me show you. I got the. Go ahead. My bad. So I I got the 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 ticket to meet me and Gunna. So my first plan to action was to grab a USB drive. Yeah. Record my best beats instead of just going saying hi to him. 
give him my fucking beats. Yeah, smart. Dude, my, my shit is good enough for him to hop on. He inspired me to make beats. And a lot of beats that I want to play the earlier is like a gunna type beat. I love gunna beats. I love the space. My favorite producer is Wheezy, which which is one yeah, of his producers. Yeah. Um, you know, I love their style. I love YSL. I love Young Thug. I love Gunna. So my my goal was like if I were to ever sign to a label, I would want to sign to them because I love the producers that they work wow. with. So um I want to give them the beats. That's 100%. You know, I was like, in my, in my mind, I was like, bro, ain't nobody ever thought about this. I'm going to pop out with a USB drive. I'm going to give it a gun. Smart. And then I'm going to just tell him, bro, like, I'm not going to fanboy over him. Like, I want to work with him, you know. So I went. I stood in line. I was in the front. I saw when he got out the car. And then he popped out with his two main producers. Like, I don't know if there's main producers, but two of his producers. One of them is Taurus. And then the other one's called Turbo. You probably heard of Turbo. Yeah. Uh, so Taurus came out, and then I he was like, basically, I was like, about, like gonna talk to him. But then I started thinking, I was like, okay, should I? I only had one USB drive because my second one broke. So I was like, do I give my USB drive to Turbo or or Taurus, or do I give it to Gunna himself? And so I started thinking, I was like, I wanted to give it to Taurus because he's a producer. He can hear me, maybe fuck with me, want to make music with me. Yeah. Or vice versa, the way I thought about it was like some producers can be grimy and they'll be like, why the hell am I going to put on another producer and maybe lose money and not just keep gunna for myself? Yeah. I, I don't know who they are. And the the way I've dealt with people in this industry, I'd rather be safe than sorry. And then I'd rather just give it to gunna. If I only have one chance, I'd rather give it to Smart. gunna. I met I met up with him. I dabbed him up. We took the picture. Then I pulled out the USB drive. I told him straight up. I was like, "Look, you inspired me to make music. I'm the re- you're you're one of the biggest reasons why I make music. I love you, uh, and um, and Wheezy. I have this USB drive. I want to put you onto my beats. Um, all my contact info's inside. And then he told me that he's definitely gonna check him out. And that uh, he told me to keep going hard. So I was like, I bet. Two days later, I went to go check YSL. Um, not because I was expecting to see something with my beats. Obviously not. Like, it only been two days. Yeah. Like, he's he's on tour right now for his new album. Like, I understand, like, uh, with music, sometimes you were... Like, I have a song. Like, some guy bought a beat for me uh, six months ago, like, in July. And then he still hasn't even released a song. You know? So, it, shit takes time. Yeah. And then the, I was blocked. Fuck, dude. I was blocked by the... By the by, the record label, like, you know, they have over a million followers, and like they felt the need to block me. So my question is, what I do? I don't know. I I I don't know anybody in the industry like that to for them to like. Let's say someone were talking bad about me. Who's gonna talk bad about me when I don't even know anybody in the industry like that? Yeah. And second of all, like okay, like what they were intimidated by my beats. Maybe I'm I'm a danger to their competition. I don't think I'm anywhere near the point where they're going to feel intimidated by me. Like, gonna just release an album with Metro Boomin on, like, two tracks. For so, real. I definitely don't think I intimidate them. And if I do, you know, that's... I don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not even anywhere near that. Like, these dudes are flying private jets, bro. Like, Dude, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe they blocked me. And then the other one is just... They want to steal my beats. They blocked me and they want to steal my beats. Shit, that why else be? are they gonna block me? You know, yeah, shit, that could be. You never know. 
Next album, you hear all, all how many beats you give them? 12. Next album, you're going to hear <laughs> 12 songs Bro, with your beats. And that's her because the beats again were nice ones. Yeah. They're nice ones. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, damn, this Bro, shit like, is you good. Know, like, you know, demo, I gave him my best ones. Oh, no, I you have to. Them. You have to. No, and the thing is, you have to, like, uh, like I have, I have better beats than the ones I sent them. But I sent him those because those are the ones that I could see him hop on. You know, like, yeah. I'm not gonna send him a reggaeton beat. Yeah, he's gonna be like, yeah, no, turn this shit off. Like, yeah, it's a fire reggaeton beat, but not for him. Yeah, for real. Gun is a very specific flow. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why he blocked him. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he blocked you either, bro. That's sick. What a dick. Yeah, it's blocked there. Him. I'm looking at it right now. Like, he blocked you. For real. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy bro like I, I know like at least i know now that like my account is like hitting big people yeah i mean it has it for yeah, that I, I just i just use that shit as motivation if they do steal my beats i mean at least i gotta be with gunner <laughs> <laughs> for real least, oh my mind, god like, it, it, with me with music bro it's all love and i just want to make music with gunner but at the end of the day Bro, there's so much money to be made that, like, even if he hops on one and it stole from me, I'm going to be losing out on so much money. But at the end of the day, bro, like, am I doing it for just money or that? Even though, dude, you got to understand that one song that I released, one of the artists could easily change my life because it's just, it's an income. That's Like, music is an income. Michael Jackson is still making music off his music, and he's dead. Yeah, not for real. He's, he's also the king of pop. Bro, like... He's literally songs. a legend. Like all these songs still get played daily. His songs get played daily. Maybe we don't hear them daily, but they do get played daily somewhere. And especially like even the thing with America is America's very like like fast food. Music is like fast food. They hear a song, we hear it for one week, and then next week next there's, a, there's a better song. Yeah. But in like countries, I know like in Colombia, they be hearing songs that were made in like 1980. You know, like all like these songs. Uh, I know, like in different countries, they still play like old songs, like the the ones that are popping before. Yeah, I mean that's just how it is. You know, songs come and go, man. I had an interview uh, with uh, the with artist uh, Brianna Jade, and she said it herself, like artists come and go, and a good song could be around for a day, and then the next day there'll be another song. So it's like music comes and goes. That I don't know why that happened. That is sick. I don't know why they blocked you. Yeah. I'm mind boggled by that one. I couldn't believe that. I can't believe that shit. I bro, like I don't know. All I do, all I have ever done is speak good about them and even put money in their pockets. Cause you know, I bought Gunna albums. I bought like the merch. When I go to Rolling Loud, I buy whatever I can that supports them. You know, cause I'm in the music. I ha- I have people support me, and. I like when people support me because it helps me keep doing what I'm doing. So if I could do that for them, you know, like, bro, like I listen to, let's say someone like Travis Scott, I like to listen to him, let's say every day. So it doesn't hurt me to spend $20 extra on a hoodie. If a hoodie normally is 40, I'll pay 60, 70 bucks for his. And it's because he gives me value. His music makes me lightens up my mood. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't mind paying a little extra than what a normal hoodie is for something that has to do with him or support him. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they blocked me, I just used that as motivation. Like, yeah, at least they saw my page. <laughs> they saw and they're like, like, oh shit, we're fucked. They could be hating or whatever, but at least they saw the page. 
and um i got real eyes bro if they see if they were able to see my page who else has been able to see my page for sure for sure but you got a bright future coming your way i i like to think that man you do you really do like i don't think you you might not see it now but you do i think when you start that youtube channel of like all your you and your team making beats i think that's just gonna take off i think it is i think that shit is going to take off it's just a lot about organizing that is true too yeah that's the the hardest thing just in any business is getting it organized like i don't know how to make excel tables tracking all my sales and all my expenses i don't know how to do that yet and, but I'm taking classes in college that is teaching me that. So that's Smart. one of the reasons why I'm actually taking serious, like studying my ass off this semester. Because I'm taking classes that literally are teaching me how to make spreadsheets. Yeah. And how to modify different data and how to make different sheets correlate with like shit like that. Yeah. You know? But like it's shit like that that like you're not you're never gonna learn it by yourself. OD, like you need someone to teach it for you. And a lot of people don't have the motivation to teach themselves on YouTube that stuff because the problem with youtube is you can learn a lot but there's also a lot of bullshit on there absolutely so, oh my god such bullshit so i if i could just learn that here that's like all my classes right now are directly affecting my business i'm taking a consumer behavior class why do people buy what they want how to target people and why do people do what they do when they buy something i'm doing uh business business technology which is the one with the excels i'm doing data data analytics so i get a list of all the people that have bought my beat and then i can analyze it and see okay what what are some common like data points in this in my buyers right so if i see yeah. they're all a lot of my buyers are from california oh shit, then maybe i should start making more west coast beats. yeah because that's the west coast stuff stuff like that um just overall just i will just become a better person more knowledge is you're just a better person yeah and the more the more you know the better conversations you're gonna have with people absolutely and then if you have a conversation with with, with someone that isn't on your level it's just a waste of your time it is it is and i've said this before off camera where it's like for me especially um yeah, uh, having people on the podcast who don't know how, how to talk into a mic, I feel like that's such a waste of an episode. I don't know if that's ever you felt that way in your industry, but there's some people that have been on, and I'm not going to say who, but like, like they just don't know how to talk into a mic. And they'll say some stupid shit that I don't like. And I feel like since it's like my show, it's like I want it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they get on and they talk a lot of bullshit. And I'm like, you just ruined this episode and I have to air it now. So it's like, I don't like wasting my time in general. Honestly, that's that. It's just like, it's normal, bro. Cause you gotta understand that whether like everybody you're going to interview, everybody's so different and the way yeah, they think sure. and the way they grew up. And honestly, sometimes you just need that shit in the podcast, need a little bit of diversity. See, people can really see how other people think, you know, and maybe yeah. you don't agree with that because some people can say some stupid shit, oh. like a hundred percent and even be immature and stuff. Yeah. But the, at the end of the day, that that's, they're portraying themselves. You know, Alex yeah. isn't the one at fault there. Yeah. You know, it's that person. And, um, you know, you, you never know. Yeah. You know, maybe that one, one thing they said goes viral. 
maybe you know, like chances of it happening is very low like i see myself being very pr- i i may say a lot of stupid shit i do but that's my platform it's me saying a lot of stupid shit and i always keep it professional like a lot of people come on here and i see the difference from being professional and being immature have you ever like ran and encou- had co- encounters with like yeah, that yeah um well, definitely professional. Uh, when I hung out with like the the Fritz, who's the pop smoke producer, um, JSD Beats, um, he produced. Uh, he had an interpolation for Travis Scott and Gunna. He had uh, a few beats produced for um, uh, Amigos. Uh, yeah. And Manny Flex, them too. Um, you know, amazing producers. Um, um, I have tried to set up a few things with them to meet up and produce. It just had like our schedules haven't aligned. Uh, completely normal. But um, when I really sat with them, you know, they, I got motivated off them because they're the ones why I made drill beat. You know, they're the reason why I started making drill beats because I bought a drill pack off of him. I wanted to start making better beats. And I just seeing how, like, I thought I was good, but these men, these guys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Same way I know what I'm doing. I just look up to them because they're like, I have never sat in a room where these producers were better than me. I was always in the room where I was usually the better producer yeah. of the both or were, whoever was there. You were in the wrong um, room. And especially because of where I come from. You know, yeah. nobody makes music and it's just, it's a small town. Especially when I got to Albany, I had a few guys from UA, but they were just starting off. Yeah. They didn't take it serious. But then I sat in a room where I felt like I take it serious, but not enough. Yeah. But then I sat in a room with these three dudes where they all have plat records. Meaning they all hit over a million streams on that one song, whether it be with Migos or Pop Smoke. And all they do every single day is just make beats. From the moment they wake up to go to sleep, just making beats. They don't go to school. They don't do nothing. They just make beats. But why can they do that? Because they got residuals and they got income coming to their pockets supporting them. Yeah. You know, maybe that's not their only entry, but, you know, that's kind of what I want to do. And I look up to them because... If I sat down and made beats all day, I would be such a better producer than I am. Yeah. But I don't have a plat record. I don't have a, a record that's putting uh, a few thousand dollars in my pocket every week. Maybe you should do that. Not every day, but maybe if you took like a like during spring break. I don't know your plans. Right, it's up to you. Live free, live wild. Uh, take a week and just sit down. Every single second of that week, just make beats. See how that goes. Honestly, I think you just motivated me to do that. <laughs> That's nice ones. Like, think about that though. Like, these guys, their life is just to make beats. So, put yourself in a position where you make your life for one day, one week, even in the summer for two months, just make beats every single second of that day. You got 24 hours in a day, take out six to eight, six to eight hours of sleeping, right? You got the rest of those hours to just make beats. I'm telling you, I think you would, you think they're good. If you did that, you'd be great. You'd be 10 times better than them, you know? Yeah, bro. I feel that. Nah, bro. That shit just motivated me. <laughs> that shit put a smile on my face. Good, man. That's what you're here for. And this is what Trash Talk does. Put smiles on your face. Smiles on your face and butterflies in your belly. 
<laughs> it's just it's just about fucking making it, bro. It's just about doing it. Yeah. I just haven't had the motivation to do it. Like I get home from schoolwork, from doing schoolwork for four hours, and I'm just drained. Maybe this episode is what you needed. I'm just, I just feel drained. But then I, I start thinking about it. I feel drained after four hours of schoolwork, and yet there's niggas out here that go construction worker for seven hours and then get home, and then they they have to spend time with their kids, then they have to go out and do groceries and do this, and then I'm over here complaining. That's how I think about it sometimes. Like I was like, bro, like I have it so good compared yeah. to like people that don't. So that's kind of what keeps me pushing. But then I start working, and then I get that thought in my head. It's like, yo, you should just lay down. Or yo, you should go on your phone. Yo, you should just go hang out with your girlfriend. No, that's the devil talking to you, man. You should go go party this Friday. Oh, you should do this, do this. And I'm like, ah. That's the devil talking to you, man. That's the doubt. That's the one. That's failure talking to you. It is, man. If you push through that, I'm telling you, don't let it get to you, you know? Like, partying is cool. And I came to an assumption where it was like, partying is cool. It's fun. Partying broke is not fun but partying rich will be better you know what i tell myself that's the same shit i tell myself because like what do i have to celebrate every single weekend bro i'm in a frat like we there's don't... nothing to celebrate for us yet like i'm in a frat and um we don't throw parties but we attend them yeah um and like let's say every weekend i, I go out to a new function what am i celebrating Nothing. Exactly. And then I just, I, I, I go home and then I go home every, every day at 4 a.m., wake up at 1 or 2. Then, I, then, I'm too, then I'm too hungover to make myself food. So I go out and spend money because I have to eat. And then I get home and then I'm slumped. So I watch TV from like 4 to 6. Next thing you know, it's already 7. And then I have to get ready because we're having, like, we're going to go to another function on Saturday night. Is it worth it? So that's when you really think yourself like, damn, like yeah, like seriously, is it worth it? Like my, I'm losing a lot of my day. Yeah, you are. Like imagine instead of like partying at this one local club or a house, I'm doing it at a penthouse in Manhattan. Like looking at the view, and all I see is Central Park, or I see Times Square from my view. Yeah, that's a nice one. Listen, I'm twenty. <laughs> I, I I'm twenty one now, right? And. I came to a conclusion where I've done my frat house basement parties. I've done my coming home at five in the morning drunk. So I came to a conclusion where it was like, if I come home every weekend and work off the books, not getting taxed 27 hours in three days, right? Instead of partying, I'd make $400, come back up to school, work out, do my podcast, drop an episode, do my weekly recaps, rant on Twitter. If I can do that, save money. Eventually, I'll have such an urge to party, but I'll have my money and my podcast would be boosted. So I'd rather sacrifice partying now so I can have a shit ton of money and I can have a great podcast to a point where if I take a week off from my podcast years into the future, it'll be beneficial for me to say, you know what? I didn't do this Tuesday because I was partying in West coast mm-hmm. with who knows who, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've came to that conclusion where it's like, I could sacrifice partying for the next few weekends. And it's not even like, I'm gonna leave it at last note. Cause like, we got to start wrapping it up soon. Absolutely. But 
the type of people you're going to be partying with when you're successful are going to be way different than the people we're partying with right now. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, like it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be totally different. So like, it was cool partying with these guys now, but I can't wait to party with these famous motherfuckers when I'm or famous. Not even famous, bro. It's just more interesting people. Very interesting. Because there's a lot of people that like I personally party with. It's just like they're a cool time. Like it's a cool time with them sometimes, but it's just like they're not adding anything into my life. But imagine having a few drinks, having some nice music, and then you actually get into nice conversation about some upcoming investment or some money or like just overall just a good conversation about something nice in life. Exactly. Instead of just everybody just looking for to get the most fucked up possible. Like that's not like I'm looking for investments now. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking to get rich. I'm looking to become famous. I'm looking to have my platform expanded. I'm not going to find that in a frat house basement, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel, but like I said, maybe this was the episode that you needed to give you that wake up call. Anyway, like you said, you're a busy man. And so we're going to be wrapping it up. I just got one question. How would you feel about playing a beat for the podcast just for a little bit? I got you. I got Go you. ahead. We got the microphone set up. Not the microphone, the uh, speaker set up. You can just plug your phone in. You can find them on Instagram at prod.fashion, P-R-O-D.fashion. And you can find all types of beats in any type of genre just for you. Go check them out. Prod.fashion. Fashion, thank you for coming on. Let's listen to this fucking fire-ass beat. I'm ready for this one. This is going to be exciting. Uh... It's nice. Yeah, man. Let's get ready for the next one. Find them on Instagram, prod.fashion, people. The best producer in the fucking game with the best beats.
That was tough. That was tough. Again, you can find him at prod.fashion on Instagram, and you can find his beats right there and on his website, which is in his bio on Instagram as well. Fashion, everybody. The best producer in the game. My favorite producer. And if I was a rapper, I'd buy his beat too. Thank you for coming on again, man. It's always a pleasure having you on. And uh, hopefully we can have you on later on in life. And um, Again, man, you're great. You're great at what you do, and your future is very, very gonna be very, very special for you, man. All right, thank you, man. I'm definitely gonna be blowing up with you, though. Don't worry. Of course, and we'll be partying in the Hamptons one day. You can find us on trash. You can find Trash Talk on Instagram and Twitter at Trash Talk Official. You can hear more of us. This episode will be airing very soon and very shortly for all you guys. Check out Prod.Fashion on Instagram. Check out Fashion's Beats. They're the best in the game. Thank you all, and peace out.